When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, where you been? Buckeye Talk is about to begin. Hey, 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 come on in. Buckeye Talk, Doug Maurice, Nathan Baird, Stephen Means. We are here for the offense draft. We're doing the daily pods on Monday. We did a draft of the Ohio State defense, Nathan and Stephen, picking 13 players each. So 26 overall players from that defense. And now we are doing it for the offense. So get ready for that. But first, I want to update you guys on our favorite modern football Buckeye bracket. Tech subscribers, friends of the pod, they've been voting on this for like three weeks now. And we're in the Sweet 16. And it's not too late for you guys to get involved. If you want to be a tech subscriber, 14-day free trial, send the text to 614-350-3315. Or you can follow along. We've been talking about it on the pods. We've also been updating the bracket on cleveland.com slash OSU. We are in the Sweet 16. And for those who don't know what this is, we did a 68-player bracket because we had some play-in games. But it's four regions. We're finding the favorite modern football Buckeye, and that is uh, quantified as 2001 through 2019. We divided it by era. There's the Jim Trestle, Luke Fickle era from 2001 to 2011, and then the Urban Meyer, Ryan Day era from 2012 to 2019. Then we divided it offense and defense. A lot of chalk. All the one seeds, all the two seeds, all the three seeds made the Sweet 16. Three of the four seeds and the only minor upset, a five seed beat a four seed. There's one five seed in here. Here's who is left. In the Jim Trestle offense bracket, we now have number one seed Troy Smith facing number five Beanie Wells and number two Ted Ginn Jr. versus number three Maurice Claret. In the Urban Meyer defense bracket, number one Chase Young versus number four Malik Hooker. Number two, Joey Bosa versus number three, Ryan Shazier. Jim Trestle defense, number one, A.J. Hawk versus number four, Chris Gamble. Number two, James Laurinaitis versus number three, Mike Doss. That might be the best matchup of the Sweet 16, Laurinaitis versus Doss. Urban Meyer offense, number one, Ezekiel Elliott versus number four, J.T. Barrett. J.T. just vanquished Cardale Jones. And the other Sweet 16 matchup, number two, Braxton Miller. Number three, Justin Fields. Justin Fields just knocked off Dwayne Haskins. So maybe I'm too good at seeding. Maybe these were kind of obvious. Lots of chalk. We'll continue to vote on this and get a favorite modern football Buckeye. So if you want to take part in that, please take part in that. But for now, right now on the Daily Pod, we're drafting the offense, the Ohio State offense for the fake spring game. That's not going to happen. That was the real spring game was originally scheduled for Saturday. Uh, we know that is off, but this is giving you a look at the roster uh, and also the strategic drafting abilities of Mr. Means and Mr. Baird as I just kick back and mock everybody. So we appreciate you guys joining us. Big Wednesday podcast as usual. 
uh, coming this week. We're going to deal with who is the Buckeye that you are driving the bus for? Like, who is the Buckeye you believe in with all your heart? We're putting that out to tech subscribers. We're going to talk about ourselves. We'll take a bunch of questions there, talk a little bit about the basketball transfers, but we're not getting into that now. Right now, we're doing an offense draft for the Ohio State spring game that won't be right here on Buckeye Talk. All right, ready for the offense side of this draft. Um, Steven Means has the first pick for the offense because Nathan Baird had the first pick for the defense. Everybody's healthy by decree of the commissioner. Master Teague is healthy. Marcus Crowley is is healthy. Everybody is available except for the guy who might win the Heisman. Justin Fields, we have decided to rest him. He doesn't need any practice. You can roll that guy out for the opener against Bowling Green. Just put him in a bubble between now and then. We saw what happened to Ohio State when he got a little dinged up last year, so we are not risking it. Justin Fields is going to sit next to me uh, in the co-commissioner chair and watch this draft. Nobody can can draft Justin Fields. Steven, that was kind of your idea. Why did you think that? Yeah. Because it's it's obvious there, and that's not – spring is about competi- competitions at different positions, who can win out, who can take the lead for a starting position. And no one's taking that job from Justin in the quarterback room. The more interesting storyline is the, who's going to be the backup quarterback and get a leg up in the competition for the 2021 job. So and, why put Justin through all that? And, again, we're having our tech subscribers. You could be a tech subscriber at 614-350-3315. Just send a little text to that. It's a 14-day free trial. You can vote for our favorite modern football Buckeye bracket, which continues. You can take part in this, picking the best roster. I think if Justin Fields was on a team, compared to the other quarterbacks, either Gunnar Hoke, Jack Miller, or C.J. Stroud, it would have swayed things so much, Nathan, right? I mean, I almost, yeah, yeah. It, it would have been such a ringer. Yeah, I, th- I was still – it was a part of me that – that thought it would be interesting to, to put it out there just to see some strategic things, but it's, it, it skews everything so much. It would be one thing if there was like, if we were doing this, which I guess we probably will going into like 2021, then maybe it's a very different thing. Cause you've got potentially like three different quarterbacks that are all kind of good. And you can, but it, there's such a gap. I, I think you gotta, you gotta take him out of the mix just, and to, it, just to keep it interesting for people. This is not JT Barrett or Cardale Jones. This is not the spring when it was Dwayne Haskins or Joe Burrow. This is not even when it was Braxton Miller and Kenny Guyton. And like you knew, well, at least I'm going to get. It's such uncertainty at backup. It's much more interesting this way. So remember, Justin Fields is off the board. It's a snake draft. Steven Means has the first pick. Steven, go ahead. Yeah, let's not even play these games. Garrett Wilson's going to play H for me. So, yep, come on back. That is – all right, that's your H. That is not – who I thought would go number one. Nathan, you have the next two picks. Did you think uh, Garrett Wilson would be the first pick? Uh, I, when considering Steven is picking, yes, I thought he might. <laughs> <laughs> Steven is all about the spectacle, baby. Um, all right, I have a prediction who Nathan's going to pick. Nathan, make your two picks. I'm taking Wyatt Davis and Josh Myers. I knew you were taking those two guys. Um, the opportunity, I thought Wyatt Davis would be the first pick. Now, it's not sexy to take a guard. An All-American? But he, uh, offensive lineman. All, yeah, it's, I understand. Yeah. It's never but, sexy to take offensive lineman. When, when Garrett Wilson, so, so uh, when we line up Zach Harrison and Tyler Friday, 
uh, and Tommy Togia and Haskell Garrett on Nathan's defense to go against uh, Steven's backup <laughs> offensive line. Garrett Wilson might not have time to get the ball. Um, this is so in- – I'm glad the picks worked out this way, that Steven went first and Nathan got to go <laughs> second, because Garrett Wilson versus Wyatt Davis and Josh Myers is like the encapsulation of this podcast. Um, <laughs> and now – Steven, go ahead, and Steven's going to take two more wide receivers and just have <laughs> three receivers and just let his quarterback run around like a crazy person. Steven, who are yeah, you? Just, just going to throw a bunch of short screen passes and get it out quickly. No, um, since Josh Myers is gone, and I'm going to take Harry Miller, and he'll play center for me. Okay. So that way Nathan doesn't have the entire interior starting line. I think that's smart. And, and then your, your other pick. Stuart. Jimmy Rockard. Wow. This is yeah. that this is, is off baby the town board. frolics. That is off the yeah. board. There yeah. is a there is a guy sitting there. I can't believe you didn't take him. Nathan, your two picks. I'll take uh Thayer Munford. Okay. And uh, um, for fun, for just a fun factor, I'm going to take Paris Johnson. Why would you do this to me? Wow, Paris Johnson. <laughs> He'll be my right tackle, four, obviously. I mean, when you are who you are, four offensive linemen for Nathan Barrett's first two picks. I can't believe the guy that I'm thinking of is still out there. Steven, your two picks. Nicholas petit Frere has one tackle. And Dewan Jones as my other tackle. Okay. Can I get a team? Can I get a team? Because I would be kicking both of your butts right now with the guys that you are not taking. Um, I know they have a lot of receivers. Nathan, your two picks. Well, now I get to start taking those kinds of guys. Like, well, how can you really fault my strategy at Is this it- point? Yeah, there's plenty of them out there. So after the initial, like, all of Garrett and who Nathan's getting ready to take next probably, it's still a good batch of guys you can choose from. Yeah, I mean, I'll take Chris Olave here. You mean you'll take the best player on the offense whose name isn't Justin Fields? How did Chris Olave last this long? Chris, Chris Olave's not a better football player than White Davis. But do do among the offensive options, the guys who are going to have the ball in their hands – Steven, I guess, would vote for Garrett Wilson because he picked Garrett Wilson yeah. first. I mean, if you had to tell me, like, who's going to make the biggest contribution to the Ohio State offense among skill players, among running backs, tight ends, and receivers in 2020, I would pick Chris Olave. I mean, that's that's fine, but good luck, Steven, completing passes to his receivers when his quarterback is flat on his back. Dewan Jones over Chris Olave is one of the great upsets uh, in draft history, I will say. But he had to. He kind of had to. It, it, came, it came down that I had to start taking linemen. That's what it but came actually, down to. Well, he actually, didn't. well, he didn't, though. We'll talk about that at the end. I mean, there's draft strategy. You weren't going to take a third tackle. All right, so you take Chris Olave, and who's your other guy? Uh, now it gets a little interesting. Um, bup, 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 um, I'm going to take... Uh, so this may be contradicting some of the things I've said recently, but I'm going to take Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon at running back. Again, we are assuming 
all running backs are healthy. We are assuming yeah. all running backs are healthy. And Trey Sermon, who isn't actually even officially here yet, Ryan Day can't say his name in public yet. He's going to be here, so he's available. Again, Trey Sermon, Marcus Crowley, Master Teague, none of them would be taking part in spring football, but they're all available here. Steven, your two picks. We're going to fill out my offensive line, and then I can start. I can get back to having fun. Gavin Cup and Matthew Jones. Those are your two starting guards. Mm-hmm. Now back I can to, get back to having fun. Back to Nathan. I'll take um, Julian Fleming. Okay. And I will take – now it gets interesting. Um, I'm going to assume Fleming's your ex. Yeah, I mean, he'll be the other outside receiver, and that's the thing. Like, I'm gonna, So I'm going to take somebody in the slot right here. But – do I go with someone who I think is is a slot receiver or someone who I think is intriguing there? I, I'm going to do the latter. And and just since it's a spring game fun, I'm going to take Jackson Smith and Jigba and put him in the slot. But that's but he's playing the slot. Yeah, yeah he, he may, I mean, he may be, Yeah. He's their second best slot. You did both. Probably, yeah. I mean, you're not going to take Jalen Gill or Jamario McCall over Jackson Smith and Jigba. No, I was thinking uh, about Mookie Cooper. No, I, I think Smith and Jigba is a very good pick there. That's, yeah. um, okay. Um, to be clear, we just want to make this clear. Steven has Dewan Jones and Gavin Cup, and all his favorite receivers just got picked. Steven, <laughs> please continue with your team. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me, Commissioner. <laughs> we want to take – Steven's like, I, if I don't have Gavin Cup, I'm not even playing the game. I quit if I don't get Gavin Cup. No oh, I'm gonna. Cup. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to take Jamison Williams. Okay. As one of my outside guys, and then the quarterbacks are still here. C.J. Stroud's coming with me. I, I was getting worried there because I yeah, know no. that you are a Stroud guy. Oh yeah. And you can't leave that to chance, right? Nobody no. knows. But you'd rather take the guy that you want to pick rather than just take the guy who's left. And so I, uh, you made me worried there for a second that I thought you weren't going to go Stroud and then you were going to leave that pick to Nathan. Nathan, you are now up. Um, you can reveal it because it, it doesn't matter. But, Nathan, if you had had your choices of Jack Miller or C.J. Stroud, who would you have taken? I actually was going to leave it up to chance because I don't know that there's a huge difference between those two guys right now. I suspect that Stroud may be a little bit ahead and maybe just a little bit more dynamic, however you want to say it. But I was prepared to stock the rest of my team, and I was going to take a quarterback last regardless. I I do think that among all the – it's funny how this stuff works, and this is happening in the favorite modern football um, bracket, favorite modern football Buckeye bracket as well. And it happens a lot in award voting. And I, and I, I think it's such an – it happens in life. There are a lot of times when a choice is close. So each person's choice, you might be like, well, I'm 52-48 on making this choice. But yet everybody winds up on the same side of the choice. Mm-hmm. So everybody's decision is a tough one, but in the end, everybody makes the same decision. So if you said this is happening in the favorite modern Buckeye, people are saying, man, it's hard to pick Malik Hooker or Nick Bosa. 
But then everybody is picking Malik Hooker in the end. Yeah. It's a tough choice for everybody, but everybody goes the same way. I think everybody would acknowledge that C.J. Stroud and Jack Miller is a tough choice. But I feel like if you ask most people who would you take right now, I feel the vast majority of people in that tough choice would take C.J. Stroud. And I think it's possible that that's wrong. Just because I do think it's close and I think it's easy to forget about the guy who was the early commit, had injuries, C.J. Stroud got hot late. But I think the world is leaning towards C.J. Stroud, and I just think it's very easy to forget about Jack Miller, who was a top 100 national recruit before he got hurt, which all goes back, Nathan, to your point about nobody knows with these quarterbacks. Right, and I, that's the thing. I was going to take – I was going to take one last and just let Steven have his pick and hope that I was um, picking better at the other spots before that. All right. So it is now your pick, right? Your pick for two. Yes. So you have the quarterback spot left. You have tight end and you have left guard are your final three spots before the wild card round. Correct. So I will take uh, Ryan Jacoby and put him at that left guard spot. Okay. And I'll take Luke Farrell. Luke Farrell. Redshirt freshman Ryan Jacoby, who was lining up as the second team uh, left guard when we saw them because Gavin Cup had a walking boot on. So we know that probably Harry Miller and Wyatt, we know Wyatt Davis is one starting guard. We expect Harry Miller is going to be the other starting guard. So moving Harry Miller to center, which makes total sense, we have six guards, well, five guards that are needed here. So we're getting down there. But Ryan Jacoby was one of those guys that was very interesting me, to me in the spring that he had moved into the two deep like that. We're going back to Steven for his top final two picks, his last wide receiver, and then Steven is making his choice at running back. <clears throat> at running back, I'm going to go Master Teague. But – I can understand why pe- some people might think Marcus Cowley is better, but I think Ma- Master Teague has at least gotten some experience out there, so I'll go there. And then G. Scott Jr. will yep. be my other outside wide receiver. Big physical guy who look- he looks ready to play college football. And I think, I mean, we've talked about this a lot, but, you know, no surprise, but this probably is the, is the two deep at receiver, right? That it's Williams, yeah. Scott, Olave, and Fleming as the four guys on the outside, and then Wilson and Smith mm-hmm. and the Jigba as the two slots. And so that's what we wound up with. It's a nice distribution of receivers there. We now go back to Nathan, your final pick. You taking Gunnar Hoke at quarterback? <laughs> you know, I mean, there's some would say that's the safer pick. But it just – that wouldn't be a fun game, would it? So we're going to take Jack Miller. Okay. Jack Miller as the quarterback for the Fighting Bairds. Two wild card picks for the offense. Nathan, you get the first wild card pick. Then we'll go to two for Steven and one more back to Nathan. Again, For these are the wild card picks. It allows you if you want to go two tight ends, if you want to go six offensive linemen for a powerhouse kind of goal line kind of thing, um, if you want an extra running back, you can do anything with this. We know there are formational changes, so wild card picks can be anybody. Yeah, um, I'll I'll take Jake Hausman. Go with that heavy tight end look, which they like to do. That is a very that is very centered in the real world. Jake Hausman's going to get snaps. They, they they had four tight yeah. they had four tight ends they played last year. Rashad Berry is the only one that left. Ruckert, Farrell, and Hausman are all here. So Jake Hausman is going to be on the field. So that's a good wild card mm-hmm. pick. Steven, you're two. Mike, Cade Stover as the other tight end. So I've got two receiving tight ends. 
And for the sake of they, – they did this with, with Paris a little bit. They would throw an H-back in the backfield sometimes. So I'm going to take Mookie Cooper. I thought I thought maybe Nathan was going to try to grab him at the end because he was sort of thinking about him a little bit. Uh, yeah. Mookie Cooper, the last of the freshmen. Again, these four the freshmen at receiver. Fleming, Scott, Smith, Najigba, and Mookie Cooper. Um, you do. I liked it. There was a couple years ago when every now and then they do mm. a double H look, and I love the double H yeah. look. They split wide, and they have slots yeah. on both sides of the field. Uh, Nathan, your final pick. Thinking kind of along the same lines for, for just positional versatility and a guy who can do various things, I'll take Demario McCall. Oh, thank God. Oh, God. <laughs> we <been> worried there? <laughs> I thought nobody was going to take him. I was going to form a third team of just 11 Demarios. <laughs> we'll take you on 11 Demarios. Marcus Crowley, not picked. Marcus Crowley. Not picked. Well, we're only taking one running back to start and then yeah. – and then I think these wild cards, you are looking for some versatility. It's like it's why I took Court Williams mm-hmm. on the defense was because I mean maybe he can play some safety, maybe he can play some linebacker. I mean there's you can move him around, you'll bullet whatever. And then same thing with you know Houseman when they go to those um, those tight end, those goal line packages, he can maybe come back there and be your fullback if you, if you're not doing double tight. And then McCall can line up in the backfield. He can be uh, an H back. He can probably even split out wide if you need him to. Yeah, when you're talking about wild cards and trinkles and things like. If we're up there in the press box and we look up and go, oh, wow, they've got two H's or, oh, they've got three tight ends. I think that's what we're looking for more than just, you know, having a second running back on your team just to have one. So among the guys who were not picked, uh, Marcus Crowley, uh, Steel Chambers at running back, Mayan Williams, the true freshman running back coming in at receiver, C.J. Saunders, Jalen Harris, Elijah Gardner, um, Cameron Babb, who's a talented guy who's dealt with injuries. Offensive lineman not picked. Max Ray hasn't really played much, and then a bunch of the of the young guys. The one guy that I thought maybe could have been picked on the offensive line, if you want to move guys around, Luke Whippler at center, yeah, who's mm-hmm. probably going to be it. he's going to be the backup center because Miller's probably going to be a starting guard. You could play Whippler at center, move Miller from center to guard, but um, to take Matthew Jones and Gavin Cup ahead of Whippler again, it's a true freshman on the offensive line, true freshman on the offensive line who aren't named Paris Johnson. I think are always a little bit of an iffy thing. So let's run through this real quick. Um, Nathan Baird, quarterback Jack Miller, Trey Sermon at running back. Chris Olave, Julian Fleming, Jackson Smith, Jigba at receiver. Luke Farrell, the tight end. The offensive line, Thayer Munford, Ryan Jacoby, Josh Myers, Wyatt Davis, and Paris Johnson. Stephen Means, quarterback by C.J. Stroud with Master Teague at running back. Jamison Williams, G. Scott, and Garrett Wilson, the three receivers. Jeremy Ruckert at tight end. Dewan Jones, Gavin Cup, Harry Miller, Matthew Jones, and Nicholas Petit Frere on the offensive line. Nathan, how do you feel about your team? Yeah, I killed this. Um, again, it's just a matter of, I mean, that could be four-fifths of the starting opening day offensive line. Yes, you got three of the sure. There are only three sure starters on the offensive line, and you have all of them. Thayer Munford, Josh Myers, and Wyatt Davis. Then we have Harry Miller in a battle at guard that we think he'll probably win that. And then you have the Paris Johnson and Nicholas Petit Frere battle at right tackle. You got one of them in Paris Johnson. So you must feel very good about your offensive line. I feel tremendous about my offensive line. And especially I feel tremendous about Steven's offensive line against my defensive front. And, and Chris Olave just tumbling down the board into your lap. Um, very fortuitous, I think. The one thing I wanted to touch on real quick before we get to Steven's team, when Nathan picked Trey Sermon, Steven, you said you can have him. 
Oh yeah, you can have you it. would you would not. That was the first running back off the board was Trey Sermon. You would not have taken Trey Sermon as the first it's running not, back off the board. It's not that I wouldn't have taken him. It's just it's not. Oh, he got J.K. Dobbins, and now I'm stuck with Master Teague. I don't think that their running game this year is not going to be anything like it was last year. And so, if one of us gets Trey Sermon and the other one is drafting Master Teague, it's not that much. I don't think it's going to be that much of a drop off to where I needed to start panicking because I didn't get J- I didn't get the starting running back. And that's why I said it was more that than it was. Neither one of these guys are that proven to a certain degree. Nathan, when you decided to go running back with all those running backs on the board, did you hesitate at all to take Sermon? Did you think about Crowley or Teague there? Or did you know that was the guy you were going to take? I wanted – I had Sermon at the top of my list, but I thought about not taking a running back there at all for all of the things that Steven is saying. And I actually feel like it probably wasn't the right pick strategically. I probably should have jumped down and taken another receiver or something at that point because there probably is greater separation between some of these guys. It was the same point that I took – Olave, I believe. I believe I took. Um, I believe that was no, that that was a different. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. Uh, I, I just remember Chris Olave went in the thirty-third round of this draft. I don't whatever it I was. Did, it, no, it was. It was. I took Olave fifth, and I took Sermon sixth. So that was like a back-to-back pick there. I probably could have got away with taking a receiver there, but I think I also knew that Steven had already taken at least one receiver at that point. So I thought I was in good position. I knew he had to catch up on the offensive line. So I just kind of took a gamble that my receivers would be there later too. So Steven, we, we know that you have some questions on the offensive line, but your skill guys, Teague, are amazing. Teague, Wilson, William, Scott, Ruckert. What do you think about that? I have explosive guys. My, my, first of all, my quarterback is also a running threat. That, that's the main difference with him, him and Jack Miller is that ability to run. And so no, my offensive line maybe isn't as solid on the interior as you what Nathan be has. He'll be, we'll be okay over Ruthless. here. And also, I have Garrett Wilson. And we all saw what Garrett Wilson did last year and how crazily excited Doug was when we found out he was going to be in the slot. Jamison Williams showed some things last year. And as I said when I drafted him, G. Scott already looks like a grown man at receiver for me. And then I have the option of putting two H's out there who both – have shown that they can do some explosive things. And then Jeremy Rutgers is the best receiving tight end on his team, without question. So we're going to have some explosive plays. I have no worries about my team. Commissioner, do you really see Wilson, Williams, and Scott as being a much better receiver core than Olave, Fleming, and Smith, and Jigba? I I don't. And this is the question I want to ask. Do we agree that the – Let's just use the word best. The two best receivers for Ohio State in 2020 will be Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Do, yes. do yeah. the three of us agree on that? Okay. Yeah. Who will be the third best receiver? I think it's going to be either Julian Fleming or Jackson Smith and Jigba. Steven, who do you think the third best receiver will be? I think it might be G- Julian or G, honestly. I mean, I, I, Julian Fleming is hard to argue against. I mean, he's the number one receiver recruit in the country. He looks like he's got all the but tools. He does, but also because of the offense he was in, he is probably not – Brian Hartline said it. He's not as technically sound as someone who is as talented as he is should be. G is already that technically sound, and he has the talent with it, which is what the argument would be for G. Scott. And that that is an interesting argument. I mean, I'll be – like – they're all going to play, 
right? But like, yeah. that's a weird thing to be interested in. But I am like super interested in who Ohio State's third best receiver is going to be. Because um, mm-hmm. I think we all know Chris Olave has proven it. Garrett Wilson has flashed it enough to make you believe it. Um, I, you know, I think it could be Jamison Williams too. Like, I mean, that guy's mm-hmm. been around. That guy's shown his speed. I mean, like, it could be him. Um, it, it's hard with these freshmen. We're, we're making a lot of assumptions about all the freshman receivers. And if you're going to make assumption with freshmen, these are the guys to make those assumptions with, but they're still freshmen. And you're always wrong about freshmen sometimes. You know, like you always, it's, you get out over your skis about freshmen all the time. So um, that's our draft for the offense. We've already done it for the defense. Um, we're going to have the tech subscribers vote on this. Who has the best roster? Again, if you want to be part of that, it's 614-350-3315. Um, Nathan, coming away from this, what does it make you think of the Ohio State offense as a whole? The talent at the top and the depth uh, of this as we drafted the the what should be the 20 six best players on this offense. I mean, again, it, I think it exposes, not exposes, but it shows that there is not maybe the offensive line depth that they would want, at least that they're sure of at this point. It was one of those things that was supposed to kind of get um, worked on a little bit this spring. So guys like Ryan Jacoby, guys like Matthew Jones or Max Ray or, Luke Whipler and Enoch Vamahi, guys farther down the line to really prove themselves as being really strong second options. Um, and so, and because I don't know in a lot of cases who those strong second options are, I felt like I had to go and try to lock down as many of those number one options as possible. Steven, what did it make you think about, about this offense? I think outside of the offensive line, you're a lot more comfortable with the depth in some positions where you weren't scratched we, when we got to, you know, the sixth and seventh picks, you weren't necessarily scratching your head. It's just about, oh, I think it came down to what, what do you want to take here? But also who do you just like, like more in this situation when you're doing a draft like this? The depth is pretty solid at some of these positions. I do think, I mean, when you look at this offensive line, there's kind of unproven stuff. I actually think it does fit together pretty well because I think there are six guys you, you're going to end up believing in kind of wholeheartedly, and that's Munford, Myers, Davis, Miller, and then Paris Johnson and Nicholas Petit-Frere as your top six I think is really good. Mm-hmm. And then you have guys like Matthew Jones, who's like a really highly rated recruit, kind of floating around in there. And I think Gavin Cup. I don't know that Ohio State would want to start a guy like Gavin Cup, but when we were sort of talking about – changes in recruiting and maybe some of these guys who won't get a chance to come to camp and earn an offer. And we always talk about late offers to Ohio kids. Gavin Mm -hmm. cup was a guy who was all over Michigan state and Ohio state like kind of waited and waited. I think he was committed to Michigan state and he visited Ohio state and Michigan state yanked his offer and he didn't have the Ohio state offer yet, but he kind of put his chips on the table with Ohio state. Then the offer came He commits to Ohio state. He's a fifth year senior. He's never really played Again, probably if you're Ohio State, as a starter, you want somebody a little better than him, and he's never started. But if he's your backup, if somebody gets hurt and you need to put a guy in a game for a while, a fifth-year senior who's been around is a is like a pretty good backup to have. So so there's some uncertainty there. I actually, again, we talked so much about Greg Stadrawa's recruiting and when it was down on the offensive line, and it really has turned around. You, you see how some pieces fit together. You have a guy like Cup who's solid and maybe doesn't have a ceiling. You have a guy like Dewan Jones, who's all ceiling. He might be a miss, but if he hits, Greg Stadrawa told me he thinks he could be a first round pick. So um, 
not that it was a surprise. I feel better about the offense than the defense, having gone through this exercise. Easily. So now you're going to vote. So if you guys want to be uh, part of that, join the tech subscriptions. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening to this. Again, daily pods, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, giant pod every Wednesday. We're going to make it feel like the spring game is coming on Saturday, April 11th, even though it's not. So uh, congratulations again to our two coaches, Nathan Baird and Stephen Means. In the end, Stephen, was it fun or stressful to do this? The offense was fun. The defense was semi-stressful at the end. But, you know, overall, I had a good time. Nathan, fun or stressful? Uh, It was a lot of fun because I came in with a strategy, and uh, I think it went well on both sides. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Um, Those are our two drafts getting ready for the Ohio State spring game. And that's it for this Buckeye Talk. Uh, Get ready for the big one on Wednesday. Make sure you're listening, though. Every weekday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're bringing you Buckeye Talk. We appreciate you guys going along for the ride. For Stephen Means and Nathan Baird, I'm Doug Maurice. And that was Buckeye Talk.